welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm your host, Annie, Air Force officer turned serial entrepreneur, author, CEO, fitness expert, and personal growth junkie. Honestly, though, guys, I'm just like you. I choose every single day to get uncomfy in pursuit of what others consider unlikely. And that's exactly how I've built a life I am freaking obsessed with. And I want you to know that you're capable of the same. Here in this fam, yes, you're officially a part of the fam. We choose every day to quit our excuses, ditch the negativity, and embrace our best lives. Literally nothing is off the table when it comes to the conversations we're going to have together. We'll chat fitness, mental health, relationships, personal growth, business, and I'm certain we're going to laugh together. But please don't hold it against me if we cry together too. I know you'll leave this episode with the confidence and excitement to grow from your mistakes, pursue your passions, and ultimately own your life. Now let's get on with it. It's time to get uncomfy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. And we have an amazing guest today, Leigh Farouk. I am so excited to introduce you to the Let's Get Uncomfy fam. And before we just dive right in, we were chatting right before we hit record, guys. And I was just asking Eli if she could just share her story because she was telling me a little bit about it. And I just found it so inspiring. And I would love to touch on aspects of your story and how you did some of the things that you've done before we really get into like the meat of this. But why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your journey through the last few years? Yeah, thank you. So it's been a long journey and a lot of just like drastic moves. I'm a little bit known for making big impulsive decisions, but they they play out later. I actually started my work in corporates. I graduated from college, was so stoked my corporate job, but it was like the second I got promoted, I was so proud of myself. I had this experience with sexual harassment with one of our high profile clients. So immediately I was like, wow, this is, this is what I worked for. This, I cannot continue in this field and and be happy if this is what it's going to look like. So I stayed for a few more months, saved up money and then quit to go travel, to go like on a journey to find myself. I worked in hostels. I worked at bars, restaurants. I was kind of just exploring and being a little digital nomad. Well, not even digital yet. I was just a nomad actually at that point. And I was like, okay, I'm going to find my passion. Never did. Ended up actually going back to corporate because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And my parents were definitely on my case. And so the second time I went back, I started to do more like health and wellness. I went into like, what is it called? Fitness coaching. I wanted to be really passionate about that. But as I got deeper into health and fitness, I'm like, none of this stuff matters if you don't care about what's going on inside. And so I got deeper into the mindset work and the spirituality and I quit my job for a second time. And by that time I was able to move to Bali and build a coaching business, which now I like am so in love with and is exactly where I'm supposed to be. But a lot of things going wrong until I got to where I am now. I love that. And you have a thriving coaching business, guys. If you don't know her, go follow her. What's your handle again on Instagram? Yeah, it's halai.co. So just my name, H-I-L-A-Y.co. And that's definitely where I'm most active for sure. I love it. So when we started chatting through Instagram and you said that you're a feminine spirituality coach, you work with female entrepreneurs. I thought that was so cool. And so that really spoke to me. And then just to hear your story. And what I want to touch on real quick is what you just said of like so many like pivots and 
failures and dips and ups and downs like led to where you are now. And I think people are scared to go on a journey like what you did, you know, in the last few years, people are scared to pick up and, and walk away to something they're not sure about. And then to start fitness coaching, start something they think they want to realize it's not really what they want to go back to what they originally left. And then, then to find stuff. So like, I think that is so strong. How did you find the strength in yourself to do that? Like, where did that come from? And for somebody who might be listening, like, I want so much more. I feel this like unease of like, I'm not where I'm meant to be, but I don't know what to do about it. Like, what were those feelings like? And how did you like dive into that and just decide, fuck it, I'm going to try it. (laughs) So everybody thinks it's like this one day, you know, takes one thing, but it really is an accumulation of, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Um, and you have to be okay with getting to rock bottom. You have mm-hmm. to be okay with the fact that even when you make that jump, it's not going to suddenly be perfect. So even when I, so the second time I quit my corporate job, my business was not thriving. I was still building. I was still like itching for clients and people to trust me enough and building my platform. But you have to be okay with that. The life that you have right now, is it really worth it? Are you willing to give that up? And I'll, I'll never forget when I quit my job and I went to travel in Thailand, I was sitting on this boat, just looking out and thinking, wow, I didn't realize how deep of a hole I was in until I got out. And mm. it really takes that moment of like, whoa, I'm finally breathing again to realize how deep you were in. So that's what I think that those moments, that feeling is what I've held on to to this point is that you can't be stuck there. Like, there is something better and it feels that good when you're out. I absolutely love that. And what you said, something you said really stuck out to me, you know, take a look at the life you're living right now. Like, is it something worth losing or like, you know, could you do without it? I think so often people find themselves in a situation or in a relationship or in a job or in a community, a career where they like kind of despise it. They kind of know that it's not for them, but also it's like that fear of the unknown. The like, well, this is decent. Like this is halfway okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like how do you get over the fear of the unknown? You don't. That's <laughs> the thing. It just, it will always be there. You don't suddenly think like, yeah, it's no big deal. Like that's so innate in our human instincts to not feel totally chill about the unknown. It's normal but own that. Like, can you own that? Like, yeah, it's going to be scary, but can I still do it with the fear? Part of this human experience is to experience everything. And the fear of the unknown, the, oh my gosh, is this really going to happen? Like, what's going to happen? There's something kind of like sexy about that. Like turns you on, like it gets you fired up. The feeling that how your heart is beating and you're wondering, you secretly actually crave that. You actually need that to feel fulfilled. So there is no avoiding it. But the things you could do is actually have more of that connection to the universe and your guides and your intuition. So when you make that leap, no matter how scary it still is, there is a little bit of trust. This is the right move. Like I'm still Mm -hmm. in the right place. Okay. I feel like what you just said, so many people need to hear. And I myself need to hear the whole, like, it doesn't go away. I think there's this like weird facade, this like image, especially with social media, you think like, 
oh, that girl's doing that thing and she doesn't look scared. Like that picture, she looks fearless as hell, you know, like, oh, that person made this leap. Like you did that thing. You quit the job. Like you made that move and you look at other people's lives and you think like, oh, they have it all figured out. They have no fear. How do I get to that point? And I think that's huge to tell people that it just, it never it doesn't go away. So stop waiting for it to go away because like you're going to be waiting forever if you're going to wait to do the things you want to do until the fear goes away, if that makes sense. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, Who wants to live like a neutral existence? Like, oh, I'm just neutral. Right. That I think is just so boring and to feel nothing, that is the saddest existence to become numb. And I've definitely been phased in my life where I felt like I shut off all emotions. The fear of feeling sad actually kept me from feeling happy and joy and playful and sometimes people do that there's such a deep fear of what could go wrong that they actually block off what could go right yeah oh I love that so much so you kind of touched on a little bit you know digging in and, and having that connection with your intuition having that connection with your inner guide all that sort of thing how would you say somebody start making that connection for somebody we talk a lot on this podcast about heart tugs and my that's my term for you know your intuition your gut instinct your inner self for people listening who are like okay i think i kind of know what that means but like how the heck do i know what to listen to how do i know when something's like fear and irrelevant and something that should be pulling me forward or something that would be drawing me back like how do you know what's in you speaking to you, you know? I love that heart tug. That's cute. And I think the difference with fear and intuition, because that's usually the debate, like, is this my fear talking or my intuition talking? Your intuition speaks immediately. Like within the first five seconds, that's the answer. If you spend your whole day kind of ruminating and like all these feelings and thoughts start to come, that's your fear talking and your programming coming into play. Your past experience trying to protect you the story that you live by, that's playing out throughout your day. But the impulse, what you feel, that is your intuition. And one thing I always suggest to my clients is practicing your intuition in little day-to-day -day tasks. So if you wake up in the morning and you're asking yourself, okay, do I want coffee or tea? Okay, what feel? Like, what is my intuition telling me? Just because every morning I have coffee doesn't mean today I suddenly am needing, craving, and desiring for tea. Check in. Um, and when you do all the little things like, oh, should I turn right or left? Do I want the cookie or a salad? All those little moments will help to slowly build and strengthen your trust in yourself. When you use like kind of silly things that don't mean much, don't hold weight and check in with your intuition rather than habit, it starts to build that trust. And over time, you just hear it and it, it's like the feeling that you get in your body and you know, oh, I always feel it like in this part of my chest or in like the pit of my stomach or like I can feel my womb tingling. Like it, it becomes more obvious over time. I love that. Like, I think that's huge. And that's how I really started to build my trust in myself, my trust in my, you know, heart tugs, my intuition, my instinct is the, like what you just said, like doing the little things. And that's what builds. Like, it's not just going to happen overnight. You're not going to just like wake up and be like, oh, well, I'm going to make this giant move. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to leave home. I move to Bali. Like mm -hmm. it happens over time where you practice trusting yourself. You practice knowing that, you know, deep down, you know, the answer. And over time, you're going to trust yourself enough to make those bigger moves. Right. 
Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the first like little step I took was, okay, I'm going to invest in this course. And I spent two grand on one personal development course. Then I spent, you know, a bunch of money on a retreat. Then I said yes to a coach. Then I said yes to a conference, so, like little by little. And ultimately I'm like, okay, I'm about to say yes to a big move. I'm about to say yes to quitting my job. So it, you have to take that sacrifice and that investment in ways that feel scary and you'll grow over time. You'll be ready to make that big dramatic move. But I don't think people just wake up one morning and truly drop everything. They, they've been dropping things along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So more specifically then you work with feminine spirituality and that's kind of what you are specialized in. What, can you explain like what that is? And then, you know, most of the people listening to this are women. There are some male listeners and I know my grandpa and my dad listened to this. (laughs) Hey guys, but what is feminine spirituality and like, how can we start to apply that to our lives? Yeah, so feminine spirituality, the way that I teach it and talk about it is the discovery of yourself. So there is no form, there's no construct, it just is like you becoming more of yourself and figuring out what that is through yourself. There's no outside anything that you need to discover what's authentic and who you want to be and how you want to show up in the world. Um, And a lot of the work that I do is connecting with your cycle. So different aspects of your cycle carry different feminine energies, different archetypes and masculine or feminine presence. So learning how you show up in each phase and the trauma that's affiliated with each phase, the tasks that you're required to do, the the risks that you're asked to take, it's in alignment with your body's cycle. So your body has all the answers. Everything is already in there. Now, how are you going to use that to do the healing, to show up authentically? And to just feel like you're being in alignment with your highest self. And so that for me is feminine spirituality and how I teach it to my clients. Okay. I'm going to ask you a personal question. Everybody listening to this, like Annie, maybe TMI. Okay. So I was going through something a little while ago and I sought out a, I think she's kind of like a psychic tarot card reader, sort of spirituality, kind of all these things. And And she told me one of the things that she felt within me is that I needed to connect more with my feminine spirituality. And that's like literally the word she said. So when he reached out to me, I was like, hold up, (laughs) what is the universe doing? So like how, and honestly, when she told me that, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what, how do I, like, excuse me? Like, I'd never heard that term before. Mm -hmm. Like tips on how to start to do that, whether that's for me specifically or for people listening who aren't quite sure, like, like tactically, like what, how to start making those steps. Totally. That's a great question. The first thing that you can do is connect with your cycle. I think knowing when it arrives, knowing how you feel. So when your cycle, the first day that it begins, what do you like to do? Do you really want to go out on dates or host a party? Or do you want to just cuddle up and be with yourself? And what are the triggers that show up during that time? So that is actually so revealing. People make fun of PMS and I, I like annoys me that I even see this online where there's pills you can take for PMS. Like there's a reason why it's there. Your body doesn't do anything accidentally. It's doing right. nothing that's not efficient. Like if you think about it, it knows how to get rid of waste and create a baby and sweat to keep your body temperature in check. And you don't have to think about that. 
there's no conscious effort to make these things happen. And so if you think about it, your body's anxiety, your triggers, your irritability, all of that is intentional. And so when that shows up, it's a way for you to understand what in my life is not serving me? What's not in alignment? How can I be more in my authentic higher purpose? And so when people are trying to discover, okay, how do you make that big leap? Well, are you listening to all the signs and all the things that are maybe not going right or not? Yeah. Okay. Another thing, this is just leading us down a rabbit hole, but I'm going to go with it. I saw this thing, actually, I saw it on TikTok, that it's like when we are in a state of, uh, I don't want to say conflict, but when you kind of like when we know like, hey, this, like we said, this job, this community, this place, this career, this person is not serving me, you know, our body knows, like our body's so wise. And like, we have signs of like rejection. So I got in this like, whole trend, I don't know, weird TikTok world, but of people being like, you know, losing hair. Then when they switch jobs, it's like they had thick hair or like breakouts and back pain that just miraculously went away when they decided to take a step away. So would you say like documenting or even like in journaling, I'm a big, I'm a big journaler personally for people that might be going through something like to really journal it out and write it down. Are you like an advocate of that or to keep track of it, I guess, make sense of it. But do you believe that too? I think that's, I'm getting a sense of that is like, you believe your body's telling you stuff and then to just, and listen to it. Yeah. A hundred percent. All pain is like your body's last call. Like, hello, we're, we're hurting and you're not paying attention. Like something is wrong. And the pain that you're experiencing is typically connected to an energetic body, either like if you're having like a sore throat, okay, cool, is your throat chakra blocked? Or have you ever seen how they talk about certain cancers are related to how you're showing up in the world? Like breast cancer, are you giving too much? Is your energy very outward and unconditional and not really coming into yourself? That's like something very nurturing and motherly. And so breast cancer is often affiliated with people who are way too much in the outward giving motion. So it all makes sense. Like all the clues are there and it's a choice whether or not you want to believe it. It's not discrediting science. It's just saying that this shows up as a way to help you. I mean, if you just start with that one belief, like my body's always working for me, then the answers become obvious. But sadly we have this belief like, oh, like, you know, like I broke my leg and I'm so annoyed that I can't run anymore cool, maybe you're supposed to sit back and relax. And this is a phase in your life where you're not supposed to be preparing for a marathon. Why is your body doing this? So I still agree with that. And journaling, of course, is is huge for me. I actually have an app that I use to track my cycle to know what moods I'm going through, what sort of dreams I have in alignment with that phase of the cycle, how my hunger is, my pain is, all that kind of stuff. So it's cool to see how you transition through the phases. What app is that? I'm curious. So I have one that I've been using for so long. It's called Diagrama. It's like weirdly half Spanish, half English. (laughs) Most of it's English, but the title's in Spanish, I guess. But I've used it for so many years now that I have all the logs of my dreams and such, so I can't switch apps. But there's so many. Like you could just do the regular one on the iPhone as well. So it's it's there for you. Love that. Huge tip, guys. So I'm going to start doing that. I'm starting my cycle here soon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Again, TMI. Sorry, y'all. Okay. You use this term feminine magnetism. Explain what that is and how that can benefit us. Yeah. So the feminine is all about being. So she exists as herself and she attracts whatever she wants to her. 
the masculine is doing. So he's always in the outward producing, making things happen, you know, creating life. Whereas she is more so bringing it into her. Like, think about how the fact that the man has to actually do something to impregnate a woman. A woman doesn't do anything to create a baby. She, it just happens on its own. So feminine magnetism is being in the space of being where if I just exist as my authentic badass self, I attract love, I attract money, I attract the opportunities to me, but that only happens when I'm in this high vibration of me and I surrender to things are coming for me and everything is a clue. Everything is a, a like shoots and ladders. Everything is a little opportunity and a little portal to get to where I'm supposed to be. I don't need to do anything to get success. Oh, I love that. I like have never thought of it like that of like the doing versus like receiving. I also love what you just said about like everything happens for a reason. I think that takes so much stress and anxiety and overwhelm about like, okay, if I make this decision or if I do this or okay, this bad thing happened, I need to fix, fix, you know, do it's like, you know, taking that pressure off of ourselves and stepping back and realizing for a moment, you know, hey, what if this is happening for me, not to me? And I think that switch of mentality also could be just so, so important. Mm -hmm. for you. Yeah, I love that so much. So I think that there are a lot of people out there that they understand that thought process, but they're like, okay, I can listen to a podcast about it. I can, you know, watch other people do it. But like, how do people really truly start to rewire that fear and that doubt and that unconscious self-sabotage? Like, how do we start to do that? Because people listening might be like, this is so great. Hali and Annie, like they're all in tune and they're, they've got it figured out, but I'm just listening in and then I'm going to turn this podcast off and, you know, and still go into my world fearful, unsure, doubtful. How can we start to rewire that within our brains? Yeah. It's choice. First of all, the number one thing that I always say, it is a choice. Like you make the choice to do it and then welcome the whole journey that is with it. So if you're going to say yes to transformation and the new you and a fearless existence, cool. You have to be willing to say yes to all the stories you're ready to let go of. Are you okay with letting go of all that? And the thing with the personal development journey is consciously, we know what we need to work on. Like, okay, I know I need to work on my self-confidence or I know I need to work on my limiting beliefs around money or, or love. But there's all these deeper beliefs like that are unconsciously there. And that's why, you know, you can only go so far on your own before you start to reach like the, un, like you say, the uncomfy. The crazy part is we consciously know like we have this radar like, oh, we're about to get uncomfortable, sit back down. Mm. And so that's why it's so important to get a support outside of you, have a coach or have a mentor, or do a course or go to a retreat. Those containers push you past your comfort zone. They kind of pull you into it. And what's interesting about that is like, you'll kind of be like stumbling like, into your trauma. You're like, whoa, how did I get here? How did you get this out of me? How am I suddenly in this space? So you kind of get like secretly guided in there. And that's where the magic happens, which I'm sure you know. But consciously, we will always avoid the discomfort that your ego will only go so far. And even if you think that you're in the discomfort, you do have a threshold that you can only get to on your own past that. It's like you need something outside of you to literally pull it. Right. What was, in just in your personal journey, what was 
the moment when you were receiving, cause I know you said you did invest in a coach and you started to kind of uncover these things about yourself. What transition did that lead to in your journey? Does that make sense? What do you mean? What transition? Like, cause I know you had a bunch of like pivots. So like you left, you came back, you went back to your job, then you, you know, like, so where along the way was you receiving coaching, like having a huge benefit to your life? Like, do you feel like that was like a springboard into kind of where you're at now? Yep, absolutely. So I hired a coach back when I was still like in my, it was in my second time corporate job. I was attempting like a fitness coaching or health and wellness world. Hiring a coach helped me realize like, wait a minute, I actually don't want this at all. What am I doing? Um, so once I was able to uncover what the blocks where I didn't believe that I was capable of going into coaching or that I trusted myself, I had such bad imposter syndrome. I didn't have faith in myself being in social media. I didn't even have a social media until I had a business. So all of that was so scary and so many big leaps. But having that coaching space was able to get me into the confidence of, okay, I actually can do this. This is what I want to do. And nothing in your heart shows up accidentally. If it's there, it is your purpose to fulfill it. So if you're thinking and there's that thing on your mind and you can't seem to get your head away from it, you always somehow go back. There's a reason for it. It's, it's your soul calling and you won't feel fulfilled until you get that completed. So that once I knew that, and when I believed that things really changed because it wasn't like, it's this little thing that sounds cute and fun. No, this is my soul calling. Yeah. I think we tell ourselves that all the time where we like, we kind of know, and then we kind of take a few steps back and we're like, but I don't know. You know, like we do like, I think I want to do this. I think I want to do this. I think my heart's telling me this, but I don't know. And it's like, but I think we do know, you know, deep down, we do know. What does that feel like for you? And just to kind of reassure everybody out there who's in the process of stepping into that uncomfy, stepping into the intuition, what does that feel like initially? Like, do you think, and could it be different for different people, but, you know, stepping into that uncomfy, the fear, the intuition, is it more uncertainty? Is it fear at first? Is it oh my God, I'm at peace. Like, what is that like? Yeah, it could be totally be different, but I will say some of the common experiences is there's the initial sense of relief. Like, wow, I did it. I'm out. I'm free from whatever was tying me down. But then immediately the uncomfortable discomfort like pops up. The ego says, are we sure? Like you just gave up security. You gave up a sure thing. No one else is doing this. Um, and that's why it's actually so important to have a support system when you're making those jumps. Like when you're going deeper into the spiritual journey, like getting into all like the woo-woo stuff, if all of your friends around you are laughing and think that it's so weird and you're actually going to unconsciously repress it. You're going to push on that part of you because you don't feel included. And so just connecting with other people that get it, whether it's on Instagram, on a women's circle, just through a podcast, it makes a big difference just to say, hey, I'm going through it too. I'm scared as well. Um, and that's a big part of the work that I do is I host women's circles where you claim your fear. You own the fact like, yeah, things are not okay. And I'm freaking out and I don't know what's coming. But when you own that, you now have power over those words. But when it just sits and it just vibrates inside of you, it feels like you're truly drowning in it. And that's what's guiding. But claiming things, saying it out loud, owning up to your emotions is a huge part of, of not letting them guide you. 
Oh, I love that. And I speak so much about that on speaking it out into the world, putting it, you know, not just allowing it to be here, but saying it out loud because yeah, exactly that. When you own it, it doesn't own you. Okay. Last kind of reeling it back in. How do you, or what's your best advice on breaking toxic patterns? So again, maybe people think that okay, I'm going to start leaning into the uncomfy. At first it feels like, oh, I did it. And then they're reeling back in and, and they're leaning on the, oh, but you left. Oh, but you're scared. Oh, but the unknown. Oh, but this, oh, but that, you know, and that pattern, they're constantly going through that pattern. Like, how do you start to break that? And how do you release, like you said, that trapped emotion in that phase, in that cycle, I guess. Right. So trapped emotions, the reason why they're trapped is because they're unfelt. They're not felt through completion. So by giving yourself the space to fully be just like immersed in the emotion, not letting it like drive your decisions. You don't need to act on it. You don't need to go out in the world. But if you're like just sitting in your bed and you're feeling senses of, I don't know, abandonment or unworthiness. Okay, cool. Sit with that. What does it really feel like to feel unworthy? What does it really feel like to feel abandoned? Like, how is that feeling alive inside of your body? Really allow it to fully take over. And so I always think of it like this, you know, if you imagine um, like kids, like when they're younger, teenagers, ding dong ditching, and they just get so much gratification out of ding dong ditching and then you being like angry and and them running, scurrying off. Like, it's so funny to them. How cool, like, hi, I messed with you. But imagine if you just like open the door and said, oh, hi, like so good to see you. Happy to have you. Come on in. Like, it's been a while. Like, how unsatisfying would it be for those kids to be like, that's not what we were going for. And so that's what these like darker emotions, these shameful emotions are like. They kind of enjoy getting you to say like, oh, get away. I don't want to think about that. I'm worthy. I'm worthy. Like, so you're, you're denying the feeling that exists. You do feel unworthy and that's okay. Let's feel into that and get it out. And so when you welcome it, feel it till completion, then it leaves your body. But every time you repress it, it just, it lingers, it stays there and it gets excited to be reignited and you attract situations in your life that trigger that unworthy feeling. And so something happens in like a partner relationship or with your boss, you feel unworthy all over again. And so you're halfway feeling these emotions nonstop, therefore in this toxic pattern, But if one time you stop and say, okay, this is why this happened. It's here for me to feel and I'm going to fully feel it. I had a weekend one time where I was just literally spent 24 hours just in my feels, like crying nonstop. Like I had a lot of deep emotion from like a past partner from years ago that I had not finished processing and it somehow got triggered and I let myself feel it. And I cannot say how different I felt afterwards. It's like a whole new version of me. I love that. I did a podcast episode actually literally on that and I'm not trained in this, but that is something I practice where when I'm feeling things, I actually, have you read Glennon Doyle's Untamed? Mm-hmm. Um, so this idea, cause I'd been doing this, but when I heard her say it, I was like, oh my God, validation that what I've been doing, it's kind of correct. But the feeling, the feelings, like feelings are named feelings because we should feel them. Like, like we overlook that and we're like, no, feelings are only meant to be happy, joyful, proud, you know, but 
there's also the dark feelings. There's the unworthiness. There's the abandonment. There's the, there's all those negative feelings that, like you just said, pushing them off, pushing them down, you know, it doesn't solve them. It doesn't make them go away. So I, I love that you said that because I think that's a really good exercise and, and hard to start for everybody listening, being like, how do I even begin to just like sit in my feels? Again, just like everything else that we kind of been saying, it doesn't happen all at once. Like, I don't think if you haven't been practicing that, I don't think that somebody could just, you know, do 24 hours, like you just said, of like truly feeling their feelings. Like, I think that would be so much for somebody all at once, but it happens in little moments. It happens with practice. And so again, just getting into that habit of allowing yourself that space and that time and that healing. I think that's so important. Okay. I feel like we're just going in like a little therapy session here, but I'm loving it so, so much. Before we ask you the question that I ask all my guests, I just want you to be able to say, where can people find you? If people are listening to this and they're like, I need to connect with my feminine spirituality. I need to chat with this girl. Where can they go? Where can they chat with you? Give us the deets. Yeah. So my Instagram is probably the best way to like chat with me one-on-one, like ask questions, get a better idea for what I do. So it's halai.co. And on there I have links to my course. So Align is a course all in feminine spirituality where we dive into each phase of your cycle from the crone, which is all release and getting rid of your past. Maiden is like your flirty, fun, playful, sexy side. And then your queen is all about birthing new creations and starting new projects and deciding what's authentic. And then your wise, wild woman is like, all right, this is my gift to the world. I've discovered it all. Now what? So we go through each of those phases and we have two women's circles, one on releasing self-hate and one on understanding your sexual past and your sexual self. So it's super powerful work. I obviously love what I do. So I'm really passionate about it. I, you can feel that in just the connection I have with women and then one-on-one coaching. So that's another option. And that's always really fun too, because it's truly such a mystery sitting down with people and uncovering where everything is coming from and seeing people truly say, I'm in, I'm, I'm ready to go all in on this journey. Like that's the biggest thing I look for is somebody who says, I know this is not going to be easy, but I know how bad I want it and how transformative it will be. So yeah, those are the best ways to find me and connect with me and work with me. I love that so much. I feel like so many people are going to be hitting you up in the DMs. I hope at least. I feel like this will not be our last conversation. So I'm excited about what's coming. But awesome. Okay. The question I always ask everybody is for an embarrassing moment. And the reason for this is just because we're all human here. We might be on this podcast right now, but we have not figured life out and we are humans. We trip down staircases potentially so is there an embarrassing moment that you'd love to share with us well the one that's like popping up into my head right away I think that's probably like it wasn't like horribly embarrassing but the feeling I felt my body was like I was at a women's festival and I went to like one of the workshops and it was I didn't even know it was just a dance class but it was actually a, a stripping class like how to do that and the instructor was a stripper and she was teaching everybody how to just do different moves. And she calls on random people to do a lap dance on her. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the most traumatizing experience of my life. And like attending to her lap dance. And I mean, I don't think I had ever done one before at that point. 
I was so, I mean, obviously everyone's so much love and support and that's what's crazy about embarrassing moments is that no one else is really like hating on you, but you and your body are thinking like, get me out of here. So that was a nice surprise to walk into. I've grown from that experience, that's for sure. Just um, getting thrown to the wolves there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's like a professional. She's like good at what she does. She's so sexy and owning it. And I'm just like trying my best not to, to embarrass myself that much, like fall and trip. But I made it through. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. That is so funny. That's so true though. It's like when we process embarrassment and we're like, you cannot stop thinking about it. And like five minutes later, probably nobody else even remembers that happened. So that's so funny that you say that. Okay. And then the last thing that I always ask everybody is for a hard no and a hell yes. So hard no is just like something like, it doesn't even have to be related to what we talked about, but just like hard no, never do this. Don't, don't try, don't do it. You know, and then a hell yes is like, do this today, do this right now. After you stop this podcast, you know, Mm. do this. Okay, I'll start with my hell yes, though, at first. Yeah, do that. I'm sitting on my, my bed right now, and I have my, like, crystal wand here, and this is, like, what I would say is a hell yes, because it is so cool to have that self-pleasure connection, and the fact that it's, like, all slow, and it's for me, and it's, like, not as, it's not, like, quick and to the point as much of, like, as a, uh, so bad that your grandpa and your dad listen to this. I don't know if they listen to the full thing. Just, just say it. They know. Um, yeah, it's just it's not like your average vibrator where it's like, you know, just get this over with. This is a connection to self. And that I think not enough people use. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And hard no. Oh my gosh. I can't I think of, oh my gosh, I really hate getting Brazilian waxes, I will say. Oh my god, really? I'm <laughs> all about it. <laughs> I'm in the middle of getting laser, so that's my hard no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> go. Go from waxing to laser. Do it. <laughs> quit yeah. quit the waxing. We're in the season of laser. All right. Well, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I am so grateful for you and your time and your energy and just like pouring into us today. I feel like so many people are gonna you know, benefit from this. So if you guys are listening to this and you're like, hell yeah, I needed this, send it to a girlfriend, send it to somebody. Maybe these are conversations that you want to have with your friends, but you don't know how to start them, right? So send it to a friend and have them listen to it. And don't forget to chat up Halai in the DMs. Let her know that you listen to this. Let her know that you're coming from the podcast and we will chat with you guys next week. Have a good rest of your Thursday. (laughs) Bye, everyone. That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person you know would love it. And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly, go big or freaking go home, Becky, okay? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or a follow if you're listening through Spotify. Also, go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast and myself at Annie underscore fitlifefitme on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now, go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog area.